I needed to take what I learned in the modules, which were a great foundation, mm -hmm. and then apply them. Because if I didn't apply them, you know, it's what was the point? What was the point of going through all that if I wasn't going to do it? Hey, this is Pollock, and what you're about to hear is a very special episode with one of the investors from our Portfolio Mastery Program. We call these Sensei Sessions. These interviews are designed to give you a perspective about what you can achieve with the right strategies and execution. I hope you enjoyed this episode and be sure to check out the show notes for a link to speak with one of our senior advisors who can help you reach your investment goals. For those of you who don't know, these Sensei Sessions are really an opportunity to get an investor's perspective. And we're all at different levels of our investment journey. And, and so some people say to us, they're like, oh, you know, I'm not advanced enough. I'm not like Pollock. Very few people are. So really, this is an opportunity is once you have gotten to a certain point to share what you've learned, because we're all going to learn something from it, no matter where you are in that investing journey. And we're excited to introduce you today to Andrew Sajewski. He is our Sensei Session for today, and we're really thankful that you're joining us. So let's just get started by, Andrew, getting an idea of who you are, what you do for a day job, and where you live right now. Sure. Um, and thanks, Cheryl. And thanks, Pollock. No, I'm glad we uh, get to do this today because I think this community is awesome, right? I think this community has been a huge help for me to to get going on this journey. I, without it, I don't I don't know where honestly don't know where I'd be right now. So uh, I am uh, so I'm a husband. Uh, I've got a, a wonderful wife. We've been married for almost twenty. Well, actually, twenty. We've been married for over twenty two years. Uh, we have three kids: twenty one, nineteen, and seventeen. Uh, I was telling some folks on uh, a week from today. I probably won't be on the weekly call because I'll be driving cross country with my 21 year old who's going to be working in Colorado for the winter. So uh, super jealous of her life right now. I work for a global payments company. So we actually move a third of the world's money every day uh, in some way, shape or form through banks, through merchant processing, through bill payments, what have you. In about three weeks, I will have been there for 25 years. It's the only company I've ever worked for out of college. We've been acquired a few times. So needless to say, I've been there a long time. I lead a team of uh, solution consultants. So we are there to really help identify the needs of our clients and our prospects and show them how we can help. So that's 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 kind of like the the daily the daily gig. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I've been doing that for a long time. I've had all different roles, but it was we were talking this in the prep. It was COVID that got me thinking about. I need to I need to change things up. I was having the same conversation day in and day out with the same people, seeing this is very little progress, and just going, I can't do this for another fifteen years. I've got to I've got to find a way to fast track my way out of corporate world. The funny thing is, is getting into the real estate piece wasn't actually the first thing I did. The first thing I did was I actually applied to go be a bartender at a brewery down the street from our house. <laughs> because I just needed to get out of the house. I was so used to traveling and traveling was shut down and I was just sitting every day in the same spot. I was like, I need to get out of the house. And then I got it. I was doing that and I still do that. I Once or twice a month, I go there, I hang out with awesome people and I talk about beer. Um, so you're a bartender as well? You said you, so you do that. Yeah, I, I just, okay. it, but I just pour beer, right? It's nothing, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's yeah. easy, right? I don't mix drinks. Yeah. Um, but then uh, 
last summer, summer of 22, I, you know, stuff started showing up on my Instagram, other different investing. And, you know, I was, you know, you know, you know what it happens, right? You follow one guy and other things start showing up. Right. And I started kind of thinking about real estate, but I didn't know what, and I was, you know, I read a book here. I talked with a friend who is a realtor and, and so forth and so on. And then I started really following, you know, another another guru, right? I'm not going to name names, right? Because, but I started looking in that path and this one was more of a hands-off. It wasn't learning the process. It was like, hey, give me your money. I'll turn it around for you. And, and you know, you'll start being a part owner of properties. <laughs> but I'm almost at the verge of actually sending this group a bunch of money. I had an attorney review their operating agreement. He had a bunch of concerns with it. And then one day I'm walking in my town with my wife. We're visiting, uh, we're visiting my sister-in-law's store and, and you're buddy, in Philadelphia, by the way, right? You're in Philly. I just, I just lived, I live just outside of Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay. So I should have said that. Yeah. So I live in a suburb, suburb of Philadelphia. And so my wife and I are walking down the street. We're going to visit my sister-in-law and the, the place where her store is, is actually a buddy of mine had just bought the building and he was there. And so we, and we hadn't seen each other in, in months. So we start talking. I was telling him what I was thinking about. He's like, well, I just bought this building. He goes, and I bought that other building down the street, which is like a, and this guy is an entrepreneur. Like he, he had a year earlier had left his W two to become a uh, a venture capitalist, wow. and so, and the the real estate stuff was more like a hobby for him. But he understood he he understands numbers, right? He understands investing in businesses. So investing in real estate was no no big thing for him. He's like, I think you should try and go it on your own. I know you could go do this. So I continue to look, I, I start, I go back to my realtor friend. I'm like, Hey, so let's start looking at stuff. And she's like, okay, let's go poke around. And I'm looking at turnkeys. And then one day it was actually almost, ex it was exactly a year ago. The open spaces showed up on my Instagram <laughs> and the five day accelerator program program. And I, I, I followed it. And in, in, in and, and Paula, great marketing, by the way, I followed it and instantly started getting the text messages and the emails. Hey, do you want to set up a time to talk to us? <laughs> I, I, you know, set up the time I and I did the accelerator and November 30th of last year, I paid, I paid the, the first part of the program. Wow. So, I mean, just at a year and yeah. let's hear then, where are you in your acquisition journey. How sure. many properties do you have right now? So I have two. My goal for the year was four. So I have five weeks to try and find a duplex. My realtor and I are are actually working on that. Like we're we're actively scouring for for a duplex for me to to get before the end of the year so I could hit my hit my four. So I bought my I'm in Philly now, but I didn't start in Philly. I actually started in in North Carolina. So last year at Christmas a friend of ours uh, who comes to Christmas every year. It's like the one time a year we see her. I was like, how's the real estate business going? Because she lives down in North Carolina. She's like, I retired. I'm like, what do you mean you retired? She's like, the last few years have been so crazy, hectic and busy and so amazing that I don't need to work. And she's single. She's never had kids. She's never been married. So like she doesn't have, you know, but was, I mean, she was making money and not spending it. Yeah. And um, I was like, wow, that's amazing. And so... I'm going through the modules. It's a Saturday morning. I'm sitting in the car. My son's at baseball practice and I'm going through a module and I call, I just called her up. I said, I know you're retired, but would you be interested in working with me? 
She's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go figure it out. So we have like an hour long conversation and she's, and she's like, the market down here is, is awesome. You know, it's, there's so much going on. Let me start looking at stuff for you. And then I happened to be traveling down there for work. And so her, uh, and, um, so we took half an afternoon and she drove me around and we started looking at things. She got me an MLS, you know, search set up and I've got stuff coming in. And she's looking and we're looking in Saturday on a Saturday afternoon. She's going checking stuff out. She is now my boots on the ground. I was like, well, okay, while we're looking, do you know any GCs? She's like, yeah, here, I'm going to give you. A... So one of the things I didn't do is I didn't do a lot of vetting, right? I had my realtor. She's a friend of mine, right. right? She gave me my GC, right? We had one conversation. We hit it off. I'm like, I'm working with this guy. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think part of that for me is also like I'm in I'm in a sales function, right? So I'm constantly talking and in essence vetting people all the time. So if You're I always have, figuring stuff out that way. Yeah, if I didn't have a decent feeling, I probably wouldn't have have done anything uh yeah. with that particular. Yeah. So she's got my MLS set up and it's going from Raleigh Durham to Burlington, which is about a 45 minute span of area. Yeah. So I come across a place in in Burlington. And I actually kind of know that area because I used to have a client down there. So I'd be down there every, every so often. And I was like, oh, let's look at this one. And we, you know, she went, she checked it out. I put an offer in, get the offer accepted. I'm like, oh crap. Okay. It's, it's, it's real now. And, you know, we went through the process. I closed on it and, you know, looking back on it, the, the biggest thing, and I'll, I'll talk about this, you know, especially mm-hmm. the less learn is, I really didn't do a good enough job understanding the numbers. Mm. I left, well, what was I left it about it? Oh, you did. I left a what lot was of it money about this it. particular deal that once it was accepted, you were you were interested in going forward. Like, what was the purchase price? It was a single family. It is single family. Single family. So, so I was done the modules, and for me, I just had to do a deal, good, bad, or indifferent. I had to do a deal. I had to go through the process because that's how I learn. Like, I have to do it right i don't have to be hands-on doing it type of thing like i didn't go down there and start busting down walls or anything like that but i i needed to i needed to take what i learned in the modules which were a great foundation mm-hmm. and then apply them because if i didn't apply them you know it's what was the point what was the point of going through all that if i wasn't going to do it so you know hindsight being what it is right it was financially not the best deal for me i mean i i, I left way too much money in the deal but i learned a ton. I went through everything. I learned. I learned what I like in working with a contractor. Um, you know, great, great communications. He understood that I was coming from an investment standpoint, so I had to wait to get money before I I gave it to him. Oh, okay. um, you know, and he but he was okay with that. Um, and and even afterwards, we had a um, you know, so we got the job done. We started. We started May. I closed. April 26th, he started work May 1st. I happened to be down in the area again for work. I was at a conference, so I got to go to the house on day day two of of the rehab. And you couldn't even walk in the house because all the floorboards were up because we had one, we you know, in the first house, we had structural and termite issues. Oh, wow. That were identified during inspection. Now, thankfully, I was able to take 13 grand off the, off the purchase price because of that, which was great. Um, and so get to go visit with him, go check out the work. They finished, basically finished rehab July, like right around July 4th, we were done. So it was two okay. months. 
So two, two months. months. Okay. Um, and expected, right? You had planned for that? Yeah, we, we were anticipating it to be about an eight to 10 week effort. Okay. Um, so two months-ish. I while, As he's getting close to finishing, I uh, go back down again. It's 4th of July weekend. So my wife and I got on a plane, flew down to, to visit our friend, because it's actually her friend from high school who was our realtor, uh, okay. go and go check out the property. It was day trip. We were going to fly down, turn around and fly home. We ended up driving home because flights were delayed. And I, I ah. being somebody who travels a lot, I know what I, when I see flight delay after delay after delay, I know that usually ends up in a cancellation. So I was like, I'm not staying the night in North Carolina. We rented a car, went home that week. I had, um, I co connected with, I connected with a couple realtor, a uh, couple property managers. So the two weeks before that we were on vacation. So I was connecting with property managers while I was on vacation, okay. just having some conversations. And the interesting thing was the very first one I talked to, she saw, she, she looked at it. She goes, I'm not going to be able to help you. And I said, why not? She goes, you bought in a bad part of town. And I went, wait, that's a bad part of town. Mm -hmm. And because I thought it was beautiful. She's like, no, that's the bad part of town. So then I get in touch with it. I talk to another realtor, uh, another property manager who happens to be from up here in the, like just outside the Philly area. He goes, yeah, that is the bad part of town, but that's not what you and I would think of as a bad part of town being from the Philadelphia, you know, metro <laughs> area. We know what bad parts of town look like, but that was still going to impact my ability to rent. Well, thankfully, thankfully, I still was able to get it rented in about two weeks. Oh, wow. That's and incredible. Now I'm, I'm, I'm breaking even on the rent right now, but I'd rather have it break even than not have it rented. Mm -hmm. So, so it is uh, rented. So the rehab, yeah, so exactly. yeah, everything got it. Yeah. Everything's done with it. Did you yeah. refinance already? On that? I refinanced. I refinanced the day after I bought my second, uh, the day after I closed on property number two. Like the whole thing happened in the same weekend. So, oh my god. Okay, let's go back, Andrew. Let's go back. Let's go back. Okay, so purchase price of this house. Purchase price is one twenty. Okay, and you said you're breaking even on rent, which is renting for twelve. Twelve. And what is your ARV on it? The ARV was two ten. Okay. So purchase price was one twenty. I put one sixty into it. So if you do the numbers, there's one eighty. I'm out of pocket. That doesn't include closing costs, like. You know, all all said and done, I'm out a lot of money. The good thing is, is and I, um, you know, I, I'm not out a lot of my own money, right? I used so you know, I know a lot of folks on here have heard, heard me talk about MB Capital, right? So I got introduced to MB Capital. They helped me secure, you know, a significant amount in zero interest credit cards and a line of credit for the business. So that is what I've been using. Um, I've got a strategy of how I'm gonna, you know how I pay those things off, you know, over, you know, thankfully over time. So it's not like I, it's not like I went and remortgaged my primary residence to go cover that cost. And I, and the, one of the nice things is I, I thought the ARV was going to be 210. The appraisal came in at 215. Um, I know uh, this past weekend, I think it was this past weekend on the Sunday call, we were talking about appraisals <laughs> and the appraisal packets. I'm convinced my appraisal packet got me that extra $5,000. In fact, I'm convinced that appraisal packet got me over two hundred thousand dollars and up to two fifteen because you you you're giving that appraiser some information to go off of versus coming in blind. Right. So that, I that think is actually really powerful. incredible. 
Yeah. Um, so Samuel said, he's a couple of comments, doing is the only way to learn anything. And so you've definitely done, like you've, you've definitely put work in and have learned quite a bit. Um, Abigail has a question. You never thought to flip and sell for the bad area property. And hang on, there's a second part that Samuel has. How were you feeling about putting the 160K in, into rehab? Was that 160K something you knew was going to happen before you, um, before you put the work in, like in, in when you purchased the home, did you know it was going to be that much of a rehab? No, actually, no. So maybe I misspoke. The rehab was only sixty. So oh, okay. Rehab was only sixty. Oh, okay. Yeah, not sixty. Yeah. So I, so I put it was one twenty purchase, 60, oh. 60 rehab. So one eighty in. Oh. Not not including closing costs, right? So because okay. And so, and so this kind of helps dovetail into as I moved into Philly what I learned. But Abigail, to your question, I was set, I was, I was determined that I was going to rent it. Uh, I needed to go through the entire thing because, you know, just that's, that's how my brain worked. I shouldn't say I was set. I did waffle for a little while before I actually got it rented. I was like, do I, or, you know, do I, or don't I, right? Like, you know, it just, that was a, it was a inflection point, right? You know, I I had to determine if I was going to pivot or if I was not going to pivot. I said, nope, I'm going to keep going through because the value of to me the value was in the learning knowing that i wasn't going to harm myself financially significantly by continuing to move forward and right now i look at it as like listen i've got a property i'm not paying any more out of pocket for this property it's all being paid in rental fees well that's Um, what pollock said she just wrote in renting it is a good idea because the property will appreciate over time and the rent will go up over time um christian has a question did you compare self-directed IRA versus 0% card cards for funds? Would be interested in your thought process on this. We're thinking one or the other. Um, so I did not because I don't have a self-directed IRA. All of my retirement is in a 401k. Remember, I've been at the same company for 25 years, so I've built up a lot. And that's the kicker of it is I can't do anything with it until you know I'm not there anymore. Oddly enough, uh, I was on a call last week about self-directed IRAs. And now I'm talking to my financial advisor about my my wife's solo, my wife's a private, you know, as a yeah. owns her own business. She has her own solo 401k that maybe we look to change to a self-directed. Andrew, that's um thank you so much for the lessons that you learned from property number one. And I will tell you, we thought it was 160K rehab. So 60 yeah. is like, no, no, no I, worries. <laughs> I wasn't that far off of my numbers. I wasn't yeah, we were really worried. I was on the, no, Pollock no. <laughs> be like, oh my God, did he even do the modules? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking, no, 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 I'm just kidding. So I'm, I'm really glad. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> 60. All right. Um, <laughs> so you went, you went through the whole burr process with this. Any, anything you want to share with us with property number one that you've learned Maybe about the refinance or the 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 finance itself that you want to share with us. Any lessons learned? So yeah, so you know, a couple things. So I ended up using Lima One mainly because RFG would not do my first deal because I was investing out of state. Mm-hmm. I know RFG is doing deals with folks who are out of state investing in Philly because that's an area they know well, but they didn't want to do uh, out of state. They don't want to do me since I was, you know, going so far away. So I worked with Lima One. Not that this is a Lima One problem, but I feel like if I had 
done the first deal with RFG, I feel like Brian would have said, I don't think you're doing a good deal. You know, in my conversations with him and when I was first kind of getting up and started and talking with him and he was vetting me, right, as a potential, you know, lendee, I felt like he probably would have talked me out of that deal because of where the numbers sat. But that's okay, right? Again, I learned. I I, I take a lot of stock in the learning. And, and where that leads me to is when I, the other piece is I used a real, I worked with a realtor who was a friend, but she was not. She didn't know what I was trying to do. Her investor deals were people that would typically buy turnkey. Right. She worked, she worked for a builder that was doing townhouse development. So she was she was selling to turnkey investors who were buying those properties. She also didn't know Burlington the way she knew Raleigh Durham. She lives in Raleigh Durham. That's her area. So, you know, the and and I was able to take the Make sure you have a realtor that not only understands what you're trying to do, and this is not her fault, right? This is, you know, right. not only understands what she's trying to do, what you're trying to do, but also really understands the neighborhoods you're investing in. Mm. And that kind of leads me into like where I ended up with Philly, the accountability group that I'm in. And I know Vanessa's on, I'm not sure if anybody else is on today, uh, is, uh, you know, is all focused on Philly. And I got into that group with them before I was even focused on Philly. Like I had to convince Vanessa to let me in. She's like, well, you're not investing in Philly. Our group's about investing in Philly. I go, but I'm from Philly. So she's like, okay, I'll let you in because you're from Philly. She almost um, didn't put you in there. That's funny, Vanessa. Good. <laughs> um, yeah, I had, I had to, you know, it didn't take a lot of convincing, but I had to, you know, I had to, I, kind of, I had to press a little. <laughs> but one night, so as I started thinking about Philly, I, you know, we were on a, you know, we used to get together on Sunday nights. Now we do Tuesday nights. And I said, hey, this, I, you know, I'm, I, I've, got a realtor for for Philly. I'm, I want to start vetting some GCs. And so Vanessa and Effie and Ebony and and uh, Rosa, like, oh, here's here's a name, here's a name, here's a name, here's a name. So I started talking to all these GCs and I, I got in touch with one who said, well, who are you using for a realtor? I gave him the name. He was like, I don't know who that person is. He goes, I'm not saying they're not good. He goes, but I want you to talk to this guy over here. He goes, even if you don't use him, he really understands the Philly market. And, you know, he's, he'll be a good resource for you. And so I started talking with who ended up becoming my Philly realtor. And what he did a really good job of was helping me simplify the numbers. In fact, the first person I talked to in Philly did the same thing, but then he did it even further. Okay. And, and he said, you know, cause I think the calculator is great, but the cal the, the Burr calculator, the open spaces Burr calculator is awesome. But it can be overwhelming when you first start because there's a, there's a lot of data points in it. You're like, well, I got to think about this. I got to think about that. Like all these things. And they both said to me, start with your LTV number. And it is and it is there, but it didn't click to me until they said, okay, so the, the realtor I'm using, you said, you're doing property number two. Nobody's going to give you more than 65%. Mm. I said, okay. He said, so let's... He goes, I'm going to set you up on an MLS. Where do you want to, where do you want to invest in Philly? And I gave him my, gave him my zip codes, 1913943 and 104. He said, okay, I'm going to set you up with an MLS listing there. He goes, over the next week, I want you to go through it. I want you to mark off 10 properties. I'm going to throw some comments in there and then we're going to get back on the phone and we're going to, and you're going to analyze them and I'm going to be here to help you analyze them. 
And so we get on the phone and he, you know, so when I gave him the 10 properties, he went in and he goes, okay, ARV would be this if you add central. ARV would be that. You know, he went through all of them. And then we get back on the phone and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I think this one. He's like, well, why? He goes, and he goes, before you even tell me why, he goes, what's, what's your, what's the ARV on that one? I said, 200. He goes, okay, what's 65% of 200? I said, 130. I said, okay, how much are they asking? I said, 100. He goes, okay, can you do the rehab in 30? In, in 30? I said, no. He goes, take it off the list. And so that simplification of take your ARV number, buy your LTV, now look at it. Don't worry about everything else yet. This is just to help you narrow down the properties that you want to look at. Right. Then we'll go look at those and see, is the rehab really going to be that much? Mm-hmm. And then and, it's very systematic, right? Step right. one, does right. the number make sense before anybody looks at the property? Step right. two is have somebody look at the property and does that number right. fit into that? So we so we got on the phone. We started with 10. We narrowed it down to four. And the following weekend, we went and we checked out the four. We spent a Saturday morning and we walked all four. And then he said, okay, do you still think it's going to be? Um, and I saw a, a question come up. So so anybody who who's started. So, so the, who, yeah, the question who, is, why new asked, why 65% of ARV, Andrew? Right. We thought so, it was 75%. So 75 is what I know what the, the calculator starts at, but nobody's going to lend you at 75% if you're in your first, your second, or maybe even your third. Like you've got to get a few under your belt where they start going to 70 or 75. At least this has been my experience, right? If others have been able to get 75%, great. Now, one of the things that I like about the 65% number that I, I will probably use for a little while is that allows you to be even 10% below mm-hmm. that. It gives you more cushion. Right. And what I, I've actually even changed the calculator so that when I look at the rent side, I do the rent, I do the, the refi at 75%. I do the purchase at 65 and the refi at 70 or at 75 so I've got that buffer, and then I know I'm going to be pulling some money out now. Mm-hmm. And gives you it gives you that conservative conservative yes. friction, right? Yes. So um, here's some comments. Then um, hang on, uh, let me just kind of run through them real quick. First, Pollock says working with a realtor who understands the neighborhood well is gold, which you found. That's for sure. Um, Pollock says it's because 10% is closing costs. Right. Okay. Christian says, that's true. I was getting 65% ARV from all lenders for deal number one. Mm-hmm. Samuel said, struggling to convince any lender to go above 70%. So Pollock says, so 65% is purchase plus rehab and 10% right, is exactly. closing costs. Yeah, yeah, right. Which is not taken into the closing costs. Exactly. Right. It's but kind of quick and dirty. It's like a quick it, and dirty number. Exactly. Right. It's, it's, it's the, is it worth moving forward? It's, Get it off my, it's either keep it on the list or get it off the list or move on to the next property. Right. And like, that's the thing. Like, cause you don't want to, you don't want to sit and do the calculator when you're just doing initial, again, this is me. It's the quick and dirty. This is how you can go. Keep it on, take it off, move on. Right. And then go to the next step, whether that's. Right. And go, okay, now, you know what? That one fits that piece. So let's go take a look at it. Right. Is it really what you think it's going to be? Okay, so property one, done, completely. Done. Hold on. Yes. And it's not $160,000 for rehab. No. All good. Okay, I feel everyone feels better. Yeah. Property number two, yep. you then decide to move to Philly. So you're in two different yep. states. Yep. One, of course, is one that you live in. Tell me what happens 
in property number two? Because you haven't given us any um, property sure. details, I think, on that sure. yet. Yep. So, okay. What so, did you learn, uh, Andrew? What did you learn from property one that you took into property number two? So I think a couple of the things that I just said, right? The realtor yeah, and sure. simplify the numbers are the two biggest things I learned in, in property one that I took into property two. Okay. Um, so property two started looking in, prop, in, in Philly mid-August, made an offer in mid-September, was originally on, pay, on track to close in two weeks. Three days before closing, my realtor calls me up. He goes, we had a problem. I said, what? He goes, there's something, there's a problem with title. Like, um, what? He goes, it's not the house, it's the owners. Um, they are on a red flag list. My title, title won't underwrite the deal. We've got to go find another title company. We've got to find another underwriter. We, we found, we found another, thankfully we found another underwriter, but we had to, the title had to start over again, right? Because they can't take the, they weren't going to take the work from the previous one because it's different underwriters. So. Thankfully, we got that figured out. It just pushed everything back two more weeks, which, oh, yeah. yeah, whatever. That's fine, right? Um, don't don't sweat the small stuff. I mean, uh, but you know. that was not a concern for you, though, or was it a concern enough? And you found somebody else. Um, had can you explain what that title means or what it meant to you? Yeah, I mean, it 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 was, but it wasn't at the same time because if if nobody would underwrite it, well, then I walk away. Right. Nobody's going to underwrite it. Well, then I'm not take, doing the deal. Right. 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 And I know, I know underwriters, they, they each have their different uh, risk thresholds. I, I actually, uh, in my W 2, I spent about two years with a client who provides software to the title industry. So I got to <laughs> learn a lot about title during that time and the underwriter. So I was like, all, all, and it's funny because I hadn't thought about this client or this business in years. And all of a sudden, all the information I learned back then flooded back into my brain. Right. The computer. I was like, oh, okay, here's what's happening. I know. Like, and, and then I was like, okay, we're good. If they'll underwrite it, we move forward. If they don't, then then we don't. Okay. You know, move Fair. on. That was the one little hitch, you know, leading up to um leading up to the um uh the closing of of property two. That one, they were so it was originally in the market for like 130. By the time I even saw it, it was it was at one one twelve five hundred. Oh wow! I bought it for ninety. And this and was, was this year. It was this. Year. It was just a couple months yeah, ago. Yeah, this is uh, we we closed on that six weeks ago, five six weeks ago. Wow. Okay. So, and then you anticipated your rehab to be in your uh, quick and dirty yeah. method. You 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 looked at it thinking it rehab, was rehab. We thought it was going to be a rehab for that one. We thought it was going to be about fifty fifty five. Budget on that right now, not including contingency, is fifty six. Not fifty six. Okay. Um, ARV we expected to be two thirty, came back at two forty eight. Wow. Yeah. So so what was huge about that was so I did work with with Brian and RFG, which meant they funded one hundred percent loan to cost, and, and I had I had buffer if I needed it, and I didn't need it. Yeah, that was huge. That 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 ARV coming back like that was was huge. And so this must have been recently too. It just, probably just happened. Maybe the ARV that you got the appraisal. Well, the appraisal was the that was the was the financing appraisal, right? So that was RFG's appraisal of the deal, right? Mm -hmm. So that's yeah, they got they that that came back as two forty eight, which was huge. Yeah, huge. Um, and now so now we're in we're in rehab. 
it's it's moving along. We've had some challenges with payment. My current GC doesn't like electronic payments, and that's what my job is. So I'm kind I'm I'm trying to convince him that wires are secure. Right now, I have I have sent him checks. It's it's crazy. <laughs> It's almost um, like you should put a, a bag of money on his stoop or whatever. <laughs> I sent him checks. I actually went to the bank today and did a certified check and put it in the mail. I'm like, what? This is ludicrous. So, so ironic, right? Yeah, it was funny. Um, this, what you do, but this one, I think I, I know Vanessa asked. Um, this one is in 19143 Kingsessing. Um, in fact, Vanessa and I, our places are like three blocks from each other. So oh. one of these days we're going to meet up down there. But uh, and I know Effie has a spot right around the corner from us as well. So you know we're buying up concessing, and you know yeah. we're gonna we're gonna go turn it into our own. The open space is hood, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Better name to yeah. them. So um, but, uh, yeah, so it's moving along. Kitchen is uh, kitchen's supposed to be done this week. I'm actually gonna go down on Friday and just check check out how things are coming along. We yeah. did have a we did have we did have to dip into contingency. He texted me on Friday. He goes, we have a problem. I was like, what's that? He goes. The toilet stack is cracked. People have been sending their waste behind the walls for oh. years. <laughs> Which is crazy because you couldn't smell it, but I can't imagine what it smelled like when they opened up that wall. Oh my God. You can't make that up. All right. I gotta I have to ask you, Andrew. Like I congratulations on property number two. Actually, Thank Vanessa you. said that. Kudos to you. Her R A her AR, I'm sure ARC did not come back that high from RFG. You seem exceedingly positive about this when I'm imagining it was not so positive in some parts of it. Like the second appraisal that came back, awesome. Yeah. But it seems like there have been like uh, so many, because you and I had asked you before we got on this call, you had not ever invested before in real estate. So no. this is not, I mean, you're, you know, you're clearly your sales background has helped you, but like it's not like, uh, you know, the numbers are still the numbers. And all yeah. That. yeah. How do you? help yourself when things are challenging and it's just challenges 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 life in real estate yeah no and there there i mean there definitely are challenges um and i'll get to the answer to that question in a second but you know some of the things you know i actually skipped over some of the challenges we had on property one after the rehab finished so oh goodness <laughs> we but they were they they were overcome again this is how much i love my gc in north carolina like i want to find ways to do more deals in north carolina because i loved working with him so much when the property manager came in the day of move in day you know they go in they check things out just to make sure the the house hadn't had a really good cleaning they were still like you know sawdust in places and screws and nails in certain areas but they also found a leak in the bathroom it was in the ceiling in the bathroom oh. i was like oh you got to be kidding me Right. Like the guys move the guys, the, the two tenants are moving in today. And he goes, Well, it doesn't look like it's leaking right now. He goes, but there's a there's a stain. Like something is happening up in that upper corner. I I texted my GC or I WhatsApped him because that's how we did all out of our communications. And he's like, Andrew, he's like, I'm visiting my family. He's from Morocco. He's like, I'm visiting my family in Morocco Morocco because my father passed away. He goes, oh, but no. he goes, but my my number one guy is at home. He's on our I've never even talked with his number one guy. I've always communicated everything with him. And he goes, Sam's at home. Sam's going to go out. He's going to, him and somebody else is going to go out. They're going to check it out over the weekend. Does that work? I go, as soon as you guys can get out there. And so they went out there and they're like, okay, yeah. And and I, I didn't realize that they had, when they were redid the bathroom, they also redid the vent. 
the you know the the you know the air vent yeah. for the, the for the plumbing returner no yeah okay. for the plumbing and so they they're like oh you know what it's probably just because we, we had to go through the roof we probably just need to you know fix the seal they fix the seal get the house cleaned up there was a couple other things they needed to do no big deal my tenant even texted me he said your your guys were so professional they were oh. they were you know oh. Nice guys. They did a great job. Well, they all just, they overlapped, is what you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah the they were in. like literally the tennis moved in on Friday, and my guys had to come in over the weekend to go take care of what they needed to take care of. Then fast forward, maybe three four weeks later, big rainstorm comes through. I get a text message from my tenant with a video of buckets because the the water huh. is now coming in the ceiling in the bathroom. Like, like he's like, I didn't sleep tonight. He's like. You know, I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but you need to know that this this issue is still not fixed. They go back out. Now they open up the wall, and this is right around the time I'm doing my refi. So the appraiser is supposed to come out, but the walls open up. Right. And he's like, which doesn't look good. Right. So I I I, I text the appraiser. I said, I think we need to reschedule because we had a there's a leak in the house that has to get fixed, and I don't think you want to. Come. She's like, just let me know when it's done. I still had plenty of time on the refi process, right? I still had like six more weeks until, you know, my deadline had to be, you know, my refi had to be completed. But again, you know, my GC got back out there. They they got it all buttoned up. Thankfully, there hasn't, you know, knock on wood, there hasn't been a problem since. But, you know, during those times, you say, you know, how do, how do, how do you stay so positive? And I think I tend to be a positive person by nature. Like, and I've found, you know, kind of going back to the COVID thing, I've found over the last few years that, one of the things I wanted to change was being about being more positive. Like I said, I'm normally a positive person, but I wanted to, I wanted to remove things from my life like gossip. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, just things like that. And, and, you know, it's, if I was going to go hang out with a friend and all they wanted to do was gossip about something, I don't know that I want to be with, hang out with that friend or I spend less time with those types of friends than I, than I used to. One of the things that was really helpful for me when we go, you know, circling back to the modules, and then we happened to do uh, a session about this. It was probably last January or February was around the affirmations and the mindset. And those, the affirmations, and they're actually on the wall right there. I turned my laptop, but you know, they, because I have a fuzzy background, you won't see them. Those affirmations, wherever my desk is, wherever my laptop is set up, those affirmations are on the wall in front of me so that I can always see them when I need them. Um, reminding what, my, what do you have on there? Do you mind reading a couple of them? Is that yeah, a- uh, uh, yeah? So um, they're, they're actually Pollocks. They're the ones that she came up with, and I love oh, them. Yeah. So this is my journey. It's as unique as I am. Um, I'm not beh- behind or ahead. This is where I. Sh- this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, I I am responsible for my progress and my challenges. So the accountability thing is like nobody else is going to take care of it, right? Um, and then. You know, uh, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm grateful um, for where I am. Um, I have a support community, which is this great, this community here, which is great. Plus my personal community of friends and family. Um, you know, one of the things I, I, when I first started down this journey and I said to my wife, I said, we're not telling anybody about this, especially nobody in our family. Cause you know, none of them have done it, but they're all going to give me their opinion. Right. Right. They're going to share what they know. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but over time, I have slightly changed that stance. Members of my certain members of my family now know. 
You right? can allow them into your circle. <laughs> right. Now one of them is one of them is my brother who actually is he is a GC. He actually does he does he does flips himself, right? So I actually brought him into this pretty early because he is my person who I can talk to whenever I, you know, hey, I'm I'm looking at this deal, sanity check it for me, right? And he'll give me the yay or nay like like that because he knows he you know he knows numbers well. I mean, and he he buys off market properties. He scouts them out himself. He does the work. He is a GC, so like that's great. Yeah, it's he's a great resource to have. And then I slowly you know was allowing others in uh, to where now I'll be hanging out with friends. They're like, hey, what are you up to? I'm like, oh, I just bought a house. I'm like, what do you mean? When did you start doing that? They've all been so positive and encouraging about it. Like, that's awesome. Like, I, you know, like, I wish I could do that type of stuff. It's like, well, if you ever want to talk about it, I'm always here to talk about it. Right. And I, and I, I, I know even people in the group that have reached out to me, like, I love being a sounding board. You know, I'm, I, I am, I have a team at work. My job is to make them better, right. Is to help them get better. Right. And it's to coach them along. In fact, this past week, all I did this past week with my team was coaching sessions. We talked about what are the what are the skills of the job, and it's not me telling them where I think they can improve. It's them telling themselves, but they they have me to bounce ideas off. And so. you're so inspirational. That is so good, so so good. Hang on, and uh, Kristen says um, that's one of the most beneficial things for me. You were talking about the 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 group, and and she says I entered the program in a very negative headspace, and through this process, I am now much more positive. Awesome. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. I, I really, really appreciate that. Alec says, great job, Andrew, for overcoming your challenges. And I want to, somebody had a comment up here. I hope I, I feel like I maybe, Pollock sort of addressed it. So I don't want to, I'm not sure. I want to make sure I understand this question. Um, Chris has said, so I understand your math, Andrew. This is from before. LTV times ARV should be less than the purchase price plus rehab for the quick yes, no. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> that alphabet soup. Yep. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, what is ahead for you now? So as I'm, as you know, I'm just sort of listening to where you are and you're not stopping. If you've got two more that you want to get two more doors before the end of the yeah. year, where, what city and who is helping you on your team to get you to the result that you, you want? Sure. So, um, you know, still in Philly. I mean, Philly is going to be the focus for a while. Oh, Philly's although, your place. yeah, Philly's my place now. I mean, there's so much. There's, I mean, any, there's so much inventory, right? And it's not like it's going to go away anytime soon. You know, the challenge is always going to be finding the right deals. So, you know, it's it's going to continue to be Philly, like, and and kind of with the affirmations, I would like to get two more doers before the year is out, but I'm not going to beat myself up over if I don't right? It's not worth it, right? It's like, okay, fine. You didn't just move on and get them, just do it next year. Now, mm -hmm. you know, but, and I, and I agree with what Pollock was saying earlier, like I am trying to use these next five weeks to still get, at very least get a contract in place. You may not close, right? But you know, this is the time I was talking with my realtor the other day. day. He's like, he's like, listen, people are going to start dumping properties. So we got to keep, keep an eye out. And I know there's a bunch of, you know, I know there's a bunch of us on here. Uh, Natasha, who was on earlier, we both use the same, same uh, realtor. J you know, Joe is awesome. Um, he's no BS. He's going to be straight with you. Um, he doesn't try. He's, he has never once tried to push a property on me. Like so many times I'll talk to people like, well, is your realtor trying to push properties? Like, no, they're not. No, he gets what we're trying to do. 
And he doesn't want us to make a bad deal either because that makes him look bad if he allows us to make a bad deal. Now, he might give you some guidance and you could choose to ignore it, right? But he's not going to give you guidance that's going to steer you wrong. So he and I are trying to figure out like, okay, can we find, you know, if we can't find one, can we find, or can't find two, can we find one? But I really would love to try and get a duplex at least under contract before the year is over. Hmm. I wanted I wanted four doors and $600,000 in property value. I'm in two doors and 400,000, 450 in property value. So like, I'm not too far off and that's okay. And it was funny because I was looking at a place a couple of weeks ago. I took my wife down to see the house. I was, why was I off? I don't know. I'd taken a day off for some reason, for no, for no reason other than just to take a day off. Man. And we went down to the house and then we went, looked at a place over in university city. And she's like, if you get this, it gets you to your goals. And what, what was Interesting to me is that I don't I don't think I ever realized that she knew what my goal was hmm. or cared about it to the point where she remembered what it was. Like that to me, I was like, okay, she's paying attention because at the end of the day, I love my accountability group, but she is my accountability partner. Right. right? In life. <laughs> in life. Right. Yeah. I love that. So, you don't think that the people closest to you are necessarily paying attention until they do. And it's right. Power, yeah. Right. It really is okay. because she really hasn't seemed to care. She is on the like she is technically a partner with me in this, but she hasn't. Other than when I was doing design work on the very first house of like, what's the cabinetry going to look like? This that was the only time she really cared. Other than she'll ask me how's it going, oh how was your Wednesday call, right? And then I start talking about to her about numbers and her eyes glaze over. So, <laughs> but the fact that she remembered that, I was like, okay, if she's paying attention at that level, yeah. I need to make sure I'm hitting it up for my accountability partner. So good. Okay, Andrew, um, hold for just a moment. If yep. you're joining us, please share some takeaways and some love for Andrew and the things he shared. So any of your takeaways, please put them in the chat. Helps us to solidify what Andrew's talked about. And it also validates what he's been sharing with us. What, and and before we go to like our last breakout, before we say goodbye, Andrew, what would you like to leave as a takeaway for our community? You've been around for a year. Um, you've seen so many successes. You've also talked with people who maybe sometimes need a little bit of a push. We all need a push, by the way. Mm -hmm. So what sure. would you say to us as we are heading into you know, a, a time of thanks, right? With our families, yeah. with friends and things like that. Uh, what are your takeaways? Yeah, so I think... Um... One is, be, you know, obviously be thankful that we're here. Be thankful that we have this community. I mean, I think it's, it's huge. Um, it, it, it gave me the basis that I needed and the foundation to move, to move this forward. You know, kind of part of the affirmations continue forward every day, even if it's just a little bit, like I don't spend four or five, six hours on this every day. Some days I'm, I, maybe I get an hour in, um, you know, some days maybe I get three. It's, it's better to take small actions than no actions. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's going to be distractions, but, you know, always take that time to, to, to grow. Yeah. The 1% better really does add up. Um, you know, the, the simplifying the numbers, I think, is huge. Um, that, that, to me, is probably one of the biggest things that, that helped me over the last year is, is, and gets you out of the analysis paralysis that, you know, we talk about here is just mm -hmm. keep it simple. Um, 
it's it's very easy to overcomplicate things. So um, easy, so good. You know, I'm in year one of a five year plan of getting out of the corporate world, and you know, I, I wouldn't have thought about that being the case until I did the vi- you know did the vision statement and and did those things. Use the modules if you're new. Go through the modules. Don't stop until you've gone through the modules. That doesn't mean you need to do them for 10 hours a day, right? But there's a lot of great foundational uh, information in the modules. Okay. Um, so Andrew, thank you. Yeah. Let me read um, some of these from, for example, Vanessa saying, I love the determination. Kristen B says, thanks for sharing, Andrew. It was great to hear your journey. Rami says, love the positivity. Mindset is everything for me. Thank you, Andrew. Kirsten A says, very entertaining and helpful journey stories. Gratitude is key. Such a wise mindset about surrounding yourself with positive people. Good vibes. So important. Natasha says, although he left more money than he anticipated in a property one, he got back on the horse and did it again in a different city with better numbers, way better numbers. Uh, Nick said, great insights, Andrew. Yeah. (laughs) Great insights, Andrew, from Nick. Uh, Takeaway, building a strong relationship with the realtor. He's been bouncing around to so many realtors and wholesalers and haven't really focused on a single realtor. Julia says, Julia Adams says, thank you, Andrew, for sharing your experience. She's got to go. New said, thank you so much for the quick and dirty math. Anna Malena says, Andrew just breathes honesty and transparency on this conversation. So beneficial. And yes, I'm thankful to be here in this group as well. Gerlin says, awesome session, Andrew. Enjoyed your story. Takeaway is to always remember that my first property will be to gain experience and keep a positive mind. Also, analyze fast approach to narrow deals. Um, Make it a part of your fabric. Love that. That's from Nick. Vanessa says, being persistent will get you what you want. Clearing my throat, joining the Philly accountability group, even though um, not investing in Philly yet. Yep. That's awesome. Don't forget, when you're ready to get serious, you can join us at theinvestoraccelerator.com. It's like getting a thousand episodes worth of information in five days, and it's everything you need to build your actionable plan to financial freedom and making work optional.